Welcome to Ambition and Mischief, a community of badass women doing good. I'm your host, Sam Cartagena, and as a publicist and mindset coach, I help women illuminate and amplify their inner vision, trust their intuition, and get comfortable with being seen. This podcast is a home for stories about doing the work, the internal work that allows us to see clearly and live in alignment with our highest self, and the external work that allows us to share our mission with the world. If there's one thing you take away from this space, remember that the most mischievous thing you can do is be yourself, fully and unapologetically. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Ambition and Mischief podcast. Today's episode is all about how to cycle sync your business. So this month we're looking at seasons and cycles. And because so many people that listen to this podcast either have their own businesses or know that they want to have their own business one day, I thought it would be essential to look at how do our seasons and cycles play into our business and play into our lives as entrepreneurs, especially as women that have very specific and unique cycles on a monthly basis. I really wish that more women knew just how intelligent their bodies are and that we have these naturally operating cycles and we are cyclical creatures. And when we listen and work with these cycles, our lives can be so much easier than when we fight against them or when we don't know about them at all. So what we're talking about here is the infradian rhythm, which has four unique stages that we experience each month. One of our very own Ambition and Mischief community members, Miyoshi, has simplified the infradian rhythm and she's created her own method called the Rosa Method. And you can hear more about that by going back to episode six, which is titled Align your cycle with your self-care with Miyoshi Days. So in that episode, Miyoshi goes into detail about each of the four phases that we go through every month and how you can practice self-care during each of those phases. So for this episode, we're going to look at it through the lens of business. So if you haven't already heard that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to it because you're going to have a better understanding of what each of the phases are. If you haven't listened to it, yet that is okay i'm gonna do a brief overview but highly recommend going back to listening to that one so anyway what we're going to be talking about and looking at today is how can we cycle sync with our business and why should we want to do that in the first place so even though the title of this episode is how to cycle sync with your business Really, I'm going to be talking about how I cycle sync with my business and I invite you to take whatever works for you, whatever resonates with you and switch up whatever whatever doesn't work or whatever doesn't resonate or whatever just doesn't feel good. So the reason I run my business according to my cycle is because I tried the exact opposite for so long. I operated out of push, shove, hustle, enduring, and I had no idea or care about where I was in my cycle. I used to think that I was either on my period or I wasn't, and I knew when I was on my period, I was tired and fatigued and moody and all of the things. And if I was not on my period, then I just had this expectation of, okay, so you should be productive, you should be at a certain energy level. And I had all of these ideas of how I should be showing up, not just in my life, but in my work when I worked in corporate and then also when I started freelancing and started building my business. So I would try to operate on the same level and in the same way 
every single day and every single week. And when I couldn't, or I just didn't feel like it, or I just wasn't up to the task and the deadlines that I had created and self-imposed, I would beat myself up for it. So my mind and my body felt like they were in a toxic relationship with each other, where I had certain goals, certain expectations, and certain ideas of how productive I needed to be. And then during some days and some weeks, my body just wasn't about it. My body did not feel like it could keep up. And so what I did in order to kind of survive this vicious, toxic relationship was I disconnected from my body. Instead of listening to the signs that my body was trying to send me, I just ignored them. And I disconnected from my body and tried to just operate in my mind and tried to, like I said earlier, push through and shove and hustle and endure and pop an Advil and just keep it moving. Obviously, this is not healthy or a sustainable way to live life. And so I was burnt out and I was exhausted. I remember feeling like this when I was in corporate and I just didn't know there was any other way to work. We're not looking at this from the lens of cycle syncing while you're working in corporate. We're looking at it through the lens of cycle syncing with your business, where you do have full autonomy and sovereignty and say on how you show up and when you show up. And even when I had this sovereignty and this freedom for shaping my business the way I wanted it to look, I found myself still using the same expectations and the same way that I showed up in corporate in my business. So even though I could set my own hours, even though I could decide what projects I wanted to work on and when, I found myself still having the same expectations and standards and still pushing myself in the same way that I used to in the corporate space. So I did that for so long and I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't have to do it anymore. It's absolutely not necessary to run a business and push, hustle, shove, and out of alignment with your natural cycles and your natural overall seasons, but specifically your natural cycle, like month to month cycle. I want to run a business that is successful, but also feels in alignment. I don't want to sacrifice my well-being on the road to success. If I need to sacrifice my well-being on the road to success, then it's not actually success. My definition of success is, yes, having the external things, but having the internal success too, having my well-being and my peace and my joy. And if I can't have that, then, then I don't want it. That's not the success that I'm signing up for. So instead of prioritizing the external metrics and the to-do list and then expecting the body to come along for the ride, what I do now is I use my cycle as the structure and as the thing that determines what I do in my business, when I do it, and how I do it. So like I mentioned, you can go back to episode six with Miyoshi where she talks about the Rosa method and she gives much more detail about what it is and more specifics about each of the phases and each of the weeks. For this episode, we're gonna look at it from two different categories. We're gonna get into each of the phases in a little bit, but for now, let's look at it from two different categories. So generally... The four-week cycle or the four stages within the overall cycle can be broken out into two categories. The way that I look at it is two of the weeks are inward-focused and our energy goes inward, and then the other two weeks are outward-focused and our energy goes outward. And actually, I'm going to use my energy and I statements because like I mentioned earlier, this episode is really about 
my cycle and how I run my business and yours may or may not be the same. So for this example, let's look at week one and week two as the first two weeks after the period ends. So week one is follicular and week two is ovulation. So these two weeks are when my energy is the highest. This is when I have a lot of outward energy and I'm very social and I'm very confident and I want to be outside, honestly. So the way that I integrate this into my business and use it as the kind of north star of how I run my business is I try and plan as much as possible the things that are outward focused and require outward energy during this time. So this might look like recording videos, scheduling podcast interviews to happen during this two-week time period, scheduling client calls to the best of my ability during this time. And it also means that I really have to make sure that I am grounded and that I'm taking time to really come back into my own energy because what I find is during these two weeks, if I am not careful... My energy and the fire and the spiciness can be so high that it can get out of control and it feels like the fire kind of, it just, it it can get explosive if I'm not mindful of it. I can get really carried away. So grounding during these two weeks is super important and making sure that I'm not over committing to things where when the next two weeks roll around, I'm going to be exhausted and depleted and especially being mindful of scheduling things while I'm in these two weeks for the following two weeks. So generally what I do is every single month at the beginning of the month, usually I go into my Google calendar, which is what I live by, and I will actually put kind of an all day event for the entire week to so I can see where exactly I am in my cycle so that way it's not on a separate app and I forget or whatever everything for my business and honestly my personal life too is needs to be in my google calendar if it's not in my calendar it does not exist and so when I have the all-day event I can see at the top of my calendar when I am booking things or scheduling things or making plans or whatever I know where I'm going to be in my cycle and I can then reschedule or choose another date that is more aligned with where I'm at. So if I'm scheduling a podcast interview, for example, I can look in my Google calendar because I've already put in the different weeks depending on where I'm going to be at you know, each phase, and I can see, oh, can we schedule it during these two weeks? And I'll try my best to make it work during those times. Now, if there is absolutely no way that the interview can happen during those two weeks, I'm not going to just not do the interview. I'll schedule it for another time during luteal or menstruation if I have to, but it's kind of a last resort type thing. And then I know that I'm going to have to maybe sleep in a, a little bit more that day. I'm going to whatever I'm going to take precautions so that I can set myself up for success for that interview rather than from the jump scheduling it whenever and not being mindful of where my mind and my body are going to be based on my cycle. So again, week one and week two, counting those as after the period ends, week one and week two are follicular and ovulation. During those times, there's a lot of outward energy, outward facing momentum. Now week three and week four are luteal and menstruation. 
So luteal for me is the time where I am actually most inward focused. This is the this is the the phase where my energy is very inward and especially luteal actually more than menstruation. So luteal, I'm going to try my best to not have any social interactions. I'm going to try my best to not schedule any client calls or do any podcast interviews or do anything that really requires my energy to interact with someone else's energy. During this phase or these two phases, luteal menstruation, week three and week four, I go much more inward and instead of, let's say, recording videos or recording a podcast, instead I'll take the time to write and really be reflective. So this kind of writing is usually the writing where I'm not necessarily going to share it with anyone, but it's writing that is going to give me clarity or maybe I will repurpose it later, but that's not necessarily the main focus. And maybe the podcast interviews that I recorded you know, last week or two weeks ago, I take the time to edit those podcasts. And I'm doing things that don't require other people to step in or chime in or I have to jump on a Zoom call with them. I mentioned earlier that during the first two weeks where the energy is very outward facing, I can tend to get a little bit carried away by the fire and the spiciness. And so I need to ground down and that grounding is super important. Now in this, in these two phases, the luteal and menstruation weeks three and four, movement is still very important, but instead of going for a run or lifting weights or doing a HIIT workout, for me, what I like to do is much slower movement. So I might do yoga or stretching. I love going on walks. And whatever the movement is, it's still super important for me to get that movement in so that I don't feel stagnant and I don't feel stuck. Because what can happen for me during these two phases is because the energy is so inward, if I'm not actively moving my body, even if it's going for, you know, a, a walk, if I'm not actively moving, it feels like my energy can get stuck And then when my energy is stuck, then I start getting in my head about it. And so I know for me personally, the movement is super important just to keep the energy moving and the creativity moving. And I think in general, no matter what phase we're in in our cycle, having some sort of movement is so helpful for the energy, the creativity, the vitality, and the just overall life force to move through us so we can pour that into our business. So just to get into a little bit more detail, I'm going to share about how I am planning for the fall community launch for Ambition and Mischief. So late October, we are going to be, or mid-October, we're going to be opening the doors for the Ambition and Mischief community. So planning for that and planning for promo and sharing about the community and all of that, I am going to be planning that in alignment with where I am in my cycle. Now, like I mentioned before, everything is not going to always line up perfectly, but I'm going to prioritize it and I'm going to try, you know, the best of my ability to plan things that are in alignment with where my energy is. And again, we're looking at week one as like when your period ends, where it feels like you are just coming to life again. Miyoshi in the Rosa Method calls this spring, which is exactly what it feels like. You've been home hibernating all this inner energy, and then all of a sudden it's like you see the flowers blooming. So week one, follicular, I'm going to use week one as a goal-setting week 
or a week for seeing possibility and being creative on what I want to do for the rest of the month. For me, week one, the follicular, is much more grounded than week two, which is ovulation. So I'm going to use that more grounded energy to really be creative and a little bit practical on what I want to do for the month. What happens when I set goals in week two ovulation is sometimes I can overextend myself or I think that the week two energy, the ovulation energy, all that fire is just going to be there all the time and it's not. And so I tend to set goals that are sometimes not realistic. So I'm going to use week one follicular to set goals and to really set myself up for the month. Then for week two, I'm going to use all of that energy to take the creative ideas that I thought up during week one and actually bring them into fruition. The ovulation energy is really creation energy. So this is a beautiful time in our cycle to create new things and bring new things into the world. So again, the creative ideas that I had in week one, I'm going to use week two to put them into practice and bring them to life. So I might record videos. If I'm recording new videos for the community, I'll record those. If I'm recording reels or stories or whatever i'll record those this is also when i would be most likely to host a workshop or something like it to introduce people into the kind of work and the coaching that we do inside of ambition and mischief and know that i'm gonna have that energy and be able to hold the space for new women new people and it's not really gonna matter how many people are there because i'm gonna feel so confident and in my body and that's the energy that i want to bring to that It's also the week where I'm going to probably want to connect with women that are interested in joining the community. So I have, again, a lot of outward facing energy so I can speak with a bunch of different women and answer their questions and talk about the community and do all of the things without feeling burnt out. Now, if I wasn't aware of my cycle and I tried to do this during week three or four, I would feel so resentful and I would feel like I am just burning out. And again, if there are like one or two calls that need to happen during week three or four, that is okay. But for the most part, it's not a good idea for me to schedule a bunch of calls during those weeks. Now moving on to week three, which is the luteal phase. As I am planning ahead for this community launch in the fall, week three is going to be about really refining and cutting out the fluff that I might have overcommitted to in week two. So this is gonna be where I may be editing videos, I'm editing some writing, I'm editing newsletters, and I'm really getting clear on what do I want to maybe refine for the next few weeks, or what do I wanna refine for this launch? It's a time where I'm gonna be a little bit more clear and coming back into my own energy and my own space and have more of that inward directed energy instead of the outward directed energy. And then week four is really where I'm gonna try and rest as much as possible. So I'm probably not gonna schedule as many calls during this and I'm gonna listen to what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I might also use this time to evaluate how did the last few weeks go? 
what do I want to change or do again or do more of in the next month or in the next cycle? And then starting all the way at the top from week one, I'm going to want to welcome in any new women that join the community and schedule those welcome calls or those walkthrough calls in week one or week two. And then on and on like that, through different goals, through different seasons of my business, I am always, always, always looking to my cycle to direct me on where I should be spending my energy, how I should be using my time, where I should be showing up, and how to show up differently in different ways based on where I'm at. And it's not something that limits me. I think it can be easy to think like, oh, I can't do this because I'm in this phase of my cycle. But instead, it's something that is empowering. It's like, okay, this is where I'm at in my cycle and this is the thing that needs to get done. When can I do it? Can I move it to this place? And if not, how can I set myself up for success to do this thing in a way that the thing not only gets done, but I'm also taking care of myself in the process. So whether you are currently a business owner or you are wanting to and thinking about starting your business, I hope that you take your cycle into consideration because when you do, it feels like your energy is expanded when you work in alignment with your cycle rather than feeling like your energy is depleted by your business, which can lead to burnout, resentment, judgment toward yourself, so much criticism toward yourself, and that's just not fun. Nobody wants to do that. So I hope that you take this into consideration. I hope that you put this into practice and again, take whatever works for you, whatever resonates with you and leave what doesn't.